Welcome to Road to Redemption, a show sharing powerful life testimonies, giving hope to those on their own road to redemption. Welcome into Road to Redemption. My name is Nate here at Destiny Radio. We love to hear stories. We love to hear testimonies. And so that's the purpose of this show and this podcast that we have. It's a show where we share powerful life testimonies that give hope to people. And today I have some dear friends in the studio with me, Jake and Amy Wilders. What's up, guys? Hey, man. Um, That's awesome. So I'm I'm thankful that y'all came in that Jake and Amy have six kids. Yep, I said it right. Six kids. I, I don't always know their names. Okay, got the number. Neither right. do we. Yeah. Neither do we. <laughs> we don't need to. <laughs> yeah, and you guys do the head count when you come out of restaurants mm-hmm. or theme parks yep. or okay. primary colors: red, Pro- blue, green. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're not mixing up any weird colors. It's just, no, just you're red to today. Whichever kid comes. And I you don't do like six. thing one, thing two, like no. in the Dr. Seuss? No. Like, okay. They, there's only, no, we don't have enough. They don't, yeah, there's not enough. They don't no, make no, enough shirts. <laughs> so they have six. They've been married. Um, how long you guys? 12, 13, 13 years. Oh, come on. 13. <laughs> 13. <laughs> 13 years. That's it changed. Awesome. I always forget it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It changes every year. Yeah. So. And, and they're, they're, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs, and, and, and worship leaders. And that's really how I know them here at Destiny, um, just leading worship with them. Yeah. Nate actually took my job here at Destiny. <laughs> Uh, well, no. not exactly like I that. Know. It was many years later, <laughs> but, no. uh, you know, they're great. And then I started leading with them at the Destin campus here. And then, um, now I'm, I'm mostly serving at the Freeport campus every Which weekend. is where we're at also, which we yeah. love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. I've been blessed to be up there. And so, well, um, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about, let's go back to like how y'all met and your, your story of, you know, you know, before you were married, what, what did that look like? Sure. Well, like yeah. like any good love story, we <laughs> met at youth group. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that's where church kids meet each other. You yeah. know, you don't go to youth group for the skates or the the games. You yeah. go to find a spouse. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it was actually kind of a funny story. Uh, I was a youth leader. and Amy was a youth. It wasn't mm-hmm. a youth. Okay. You were in youth. <laughs> it's such a better story and, uh, if he says it that way. <laughs> and, and Pastor Wayne. Starting off a little weird already. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> Pastor Wayne, um, Aspiroditis, uh, had kind of seen us goofing off for a long time. I was like, you need to ask Amy out. And I was like, well, no, Amy's Amy's a youth. And I'm, you know, I was 19 and had just bought a house. I was two years. I was on staff. And I was graduating. I was on so staff I... at the church and I was, you know, I was somebody. You know, she was just this little kid, even though I was, you know, in love with her. Uh-huh. But I had to pretend that I wasn't. So. Right. I was like, okay, well, you know, we'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll think about it. And so Astro so Pastor Wayne was the matchmaker. Yeah, Pastor Wayne was the mastermind behind the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And actually, I guess if to really give you a, a better idea of the story, um, it was really an amazing God thing, not to over-spiritualize it. Um, but my um, my mom was what, the worship leader at Destiny in 04 and 05. Awesome. And um, and so her family had, had planned on moving here. Uh, my brother had just passed away about a year before, mm. and her brother had passed away about a year before that. Mm. And um, wow, we, we, I didn't we, realize it was yeah, so close. Yeah, it was real close. Um, and we didn't know each other. And my mom was the worship leader, and she had gotten off a stage after worship, and you know the service had ended, and saw her mom who was here scouting churches, just mm-hmm. trying to find you know where they were going to go because they hadn't moved. They were in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, and so okay. they were scouting churches. And my mom just kind of saw her and realized she was new and grabbed her. And then, you know, how our church ladies do 35 minutes later, they're still talking mm-hmm. and, you Life know, t- talked <laughs> about how they had both just lost a son and it was, you know, it was kind of kismet. And, um, you know, uh, he, my mom said, well, you know, my son, he was, you know, the piano player this morning. <laughs> and she said, well, I have three daughters. And <laughs> one of them's married, but two of them are unmarried. Oh, yeah. And, and, uh, you know, and they kind of laughed and, uh, my mom came back and told me, 
you know, I met this lady today at church and she was so sweet and she has a daughter. They're moving here and they lost their son, you know, and apparently her mom had gone back and told her, you know, found a church, the piano player's cute. (laughs) And, uh, you know, they lost a brother, he lost a brother. And so, you know, I didn't really think much of it at the time. It was just like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know if she was pretty or not, so it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, wow. <laughs> uh, I remember going on, uh, my cousin Josh and I uh, went to Orlando like two weeks after that. And on the way back, just listening to some worship music, and I just felt a little drop in my spirit. Uh, you know, and, and I'm not one to say God told me, um, never heard the audible voice of God, but you know, when just something drops in your spirit and you just, and it just, it, it feels right, it right. feels peaceful. And I felt like the Lord told me that you know, that girl that your mom was talking to you about, that's your wife. Wow. And, um, no you know, pressure. and, and I kept, mm-hmm. I kept, you know, you know, worshiping just in the car. Josh was probably asleep. He's a napper and, um, forgot about it. Yeah. And maybe five, six months later, we were hanging out and friends. And then when we started to realize that I, I realized that she was the girl that my, uh, mom had told me about six months ago, I, it just kind of all clicked, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" That's cool. And then, uh, you know, that was. That Amy, was, did you? Were you like, are you feeling the same, or did you get that? Did God tell you that too? Yeah, or? I felt when my mom came back, I kind of felt a little, and it was more my friend that I grew up with. She was like, "Amy, like, what if that? What mm-hmm. if that's your husband?" And I was like, "Mary, stop! That's weird." Like, yeah. I was like, "Okay, it's enough." Like, I'm I'm 17. I'm not right. even thinking about that. And um, but then came here, and I was actually like. Yeah, he's cute. He played the piano. But then when I saw him at youth, I'm like, he wore these oversized Rams jerseys and backwards hats. And I was like, this dude, mm-hmm. like he needs work. So like exactly <laughs> what he wears, exactly what he still wears today. Exactly okay, the same. Hey, so, I, I, so you, you, cannot, you look, you look good. Cannot you look good. teach him how to dress. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for dressing up today, yeah. man. <laughs> he did. So, uh, so wow. So so did you ever picture like, okay, one day our, our life is going to look like we're going to have six kids. We're going to be worship yeah. leaders and, well, and musicians. I wanted, and, I wanted 10 kids. And you I told them 10 that. Kids. I wanted 10. Okay. And we were dating because he was like, how many kids do you want? Like, I want like four, you know. I was like, no, I want 10. So, I mean, you can get yeah. out now if you want, but that's how many kids <laughs> I'm going to have. Out, that's your out. <laughs> he was like, I mean, yeah, I guess that's fine. So that's that's kind of the, the brief history of uh, Amy and I. So we've been married, what, 13 years? We did it. That's right. And, uh, you know, we, we, we've been through the ringer a little bit. I think mm-hmm. everybody who's been married you know, you, you may not hear the stories. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I love about what you guys are doing is you get to hear some of the stories because, you know, not a lot of people air their dirty laundry mm-hmm. out, you know, mm-hmm. for the world or even for their friends, right. you know, or family members. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many people that I know that end up divorced. I'm like, oh, I thought you guys were good. Correct. Mm-hmm. I thought everything was right. fine. That's such a problem. You know, but here's the thing. Nobody's good all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we got pregnant maybe, what, two months after we got married and then we lost our first baby, mm-hmm. um, you know, miscarried. And then, you know, of course that was devastating. You know, she was 18, I was 20 and it was the end of the world. For and what sure. if we're never able to have kids? And you know, it's just kind of funny now yeah. thinking about, you know, that we have six. Yeah. Um, and then we got pregnant really quick after, I say we, you know. I know. Mm-hmm. It's always we, we with we, him. We both gained 50 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we got pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, Joel was born and then that was just kind of uh, the beginning of it. And we just kept kind of popping them out. Uh, Again, we. More and more. Yeah, and more. yeah. <laughs> hey, he helped too. Uh, um, so here's my question. So like uh, you guys, so knowing that you wanted to have, you know, kids and being a family, were you in the ministry at this time? Or were you like, what What was your, like, what did you want to do like occupation wise? And I was on staff here at Destiny as, uh, I don't even know what I did. I was one of the worship leaders, but, you know, I was an assistant worship leader. I did youth worship, video work, mm-hmm. uh, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I took out the trash here and yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Youth mm-hmm. helped with youth. Did a whole bunch of Whatever stuff. Whatever they need. Um, yeah. Helped with music directing. You know, I was so young too. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it's all I did. And I had nothing else. Mm-hmm. It was just work at the church. Gotcha. And so that was what I wanted to do for my, my life was, you know, I wanted to be a worship leader uh, and or a pastor or mm-hmm. some combination of the two. And uh, even though we're not in, you know, quote unquote, full-time ministry now, uh, I think we, we still, yeah. we're still doing exactly what we want to do ministry wise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that's another big misconception is that you have to be paid by the church mm-hmm. to be in full-time ministry or right. to be in ministry. Right. And really that's just not the case. Honestly, you know, I've, I've, I was at destiny and then I worked at another church in Statesboro for six months. Then I started working uh, as a musician in the nightclubs and then got a church uh, job at a Methodist church. Mm-hmm. And then I was doing nightclub and Methodist church. And I will say I, I did more real one-on-one personal, like, alleyway ministry <laughs> at the nightclubs than I ever did in church. And not that- Why do you think that is? Probably a, a lot to do with me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I struggled in the church world because I never really knew who I was. I never, I, I was always trying to be somebody else. Mm. I was trying to imitate this pastor, imitate that pastor, and all the while doing a really bad job at being them. And never really figured out how to be me. Mm-hmm. I spent so much time trying to be a professional Christian that I forgot to actually be a Christian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, my relationship with God had just you know fallen to the wayside because I was so busy worrying about what other people thought of mm-hmm. me in the church and, and how I was perceived by my leaders right. or by the people that I was leading. But then in the nightclub world, I was able to just be me. Yeah, the mask um, comes off. The mask bit, yeah. came off. I realized that I really do love people. And I do have a heart for the broken. And when yeah. I see somebody that's hurting, and there's a lot of hurting people in nightclubs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've known this Well, or there's not, a lot of people but, hurting too in churches. I think, like you sure. said, like they just sometimes have a mask on because they feel like they have to. They well, feel uh, like, you're exactly right, Amy. Yeah. And I, I agree. I think everybody on the platform, off mm-hmm. the platform, there's something about church when you come in there, you're like, all right, cool. My mask is, my Sunday morning mask is on. I'm gonna do my thing. You know, I don't want to get too vulnerable here. Yeah. And and, um, and and I and going back to the marriage thing, as squirrel, sorry. You know, <laughs> but going back to the marriage thing, I think that that, that, that same thing happens in marriage. A problem with people that you see so many people that will walk through a divorce or, um, it's usually always comes back to this one thing that they didn't feel that they had anybody safe to talk to. Sure. So they're just carrying this by themselves for so long. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's not at all. And, and then really, that's the entire point of this show is just say, Hey guys, um, you're able to look at somebody's destination. That's great. But there was a journey there too. Yeah. It, it wasn't always, you know, because we can look at the successful, whoever it is, business person. Right, most pastor. billionaires have declared bankruptcy three or four times. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, Most hey, successful marriages have been on the brink of divorce three or four it's times. Like we've been there and here's how we got through it. And I find that very encouraging. Mm-hmm. And so, but you're right with, with the church thing, um, it's something, it's, it's, it's wrong. And, and, you know, I think we can do a better job as Christians to help with that, you yeah. know, and, and to just take people, cause that's what Jesus does. He takes us as we are currently not improved Nate or like, you know what I mean? Like once Jake finishes up his act, then Jesus will love it. No, right. like as is, and he wants a better life for us. Yeah. yeah. So, um, how did that, how did, what does that look like when you're like trying to do this, you know, nightclub till late into the morning, probably, yeah. Yeah. you know, like doing that, you know, and trying to pay the bills and yeah. get it and, and playing Mustang Sally in Sweet Home Alabama for four hours. And, 
And then you come to church the next morning, like, what, what is that yeah. life like, you know, yeah. when you're trying to manage like a, a home full of kids? Yeah, it was, it was interesting. So before I even sang there, he was doing it without me. And I think that was harder than all of it because he was gone and then he had to like, you know, sleep afterwards because he would get home at three in the morning. And that was when we lived in Crestview. So mm-hmm. it was even later than that he was driving. But um, so that was a hard part on our marriage for me personally, because I felt a little neglected. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm like, he's gone all the time. And I'm here by myself with all mm-hmm. the kids. And and I felt like he was playing. I didn't even think of it as, oh, he's making money. It was, right. oh, he gets to go play and do music and hang out with grownups. And I had to talk to my best friends for. Yeah. But um, after that, like we worked through a lot of that. And then when I came on. That was it. Was great for me. It was. It's interesting because it's a nightclub. You you think like wild, crazy, but I was like, I learned how to be a better worship leader because I felt I was challenged more there with certain songs or mm. him saying, "Hey, speak to the crowd." I'm like, I don't talk to people. Like that's wow. weird. And so it, it, I've benefited so much from doing that. And then as far as juggling the kids, like it was at night, so it was better. And I'm already on like mom mode all the time. So I right. sleep like four hours and I'm fine. Right. And so it wasn't much difference as far as the sleep wise goes. I was able to recuperate quickly. Um, it was hard doing when we started doing church and the nightclub because mm-hmm. we would Saturday nights till two or three in the morning and then be at church at 6.45 or seven, whatever sure. time we got here. But um, But it was always refreshing. I never regretted it. Like when I got here, I felt like I was being refueled, mm-hmm. like serving and stuff. So, cause that's what he says, like, how are you doing that? Like, that's mm-hmm. too much. Like you shouldn't be volunteering mm-hmm. that much. I was like, you don't get it. Like that's yeah. my fuel for the whole week. Like yeah. I have yeah. to be here. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, but the nightclub, the, that, that season of our life is really what brought our, you know, need for the road to redemption yeah. up. We, we were, we were struggling long before I worked at the nightclub. You know, we, we had stuff that we just hadn't talked about. You know, we, mm. I, I was harboring so much resentment towards you. Um, I think, you know, for me, uh, having so many kids and then seeing your wife being so such a fantastic mom. So for all the listeners, when you mom, say towards you, do you mean towards me? Obviously. Or towards, okay, gotcha. Everyone you knows you we're talking about I don't, I, do, I don't resent you. <laughs> what are you mad at me for? I didn't right? do, well, I mean, you did stand yeah. me up for coffee last week. Oh, <laughs> but, but I got I got over it. <laughs> we but, never nailed it down. Yeah. I think in, in a lot of marriages, uh, you know, sometimes it's, it's not just one thing. You know, mm-hmm. nobody just wakes up and decides to just cheat on their spouse for the right. most part. Sure. Like it's always a building up process. And we just had a, a real long building up process of resentment. And then me working in the nightclub just kind of brought it all to the surface. Mm. The, the resentment came from, for him, I think me feeling like I had to be super mom because people mm-hmm. would say that to me. And they're like, oh, you're a super mom because I had mm-hmm. so many kids. And I was like, okay, I have to put on that mask. Like mm-hmm. people have to see that I have it all together at all times. And so I felt mm-hmm. my number one goal was be mom. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't be wife first because that's what you were. And he made you a mom. So I catered to the kids and, mm-hmm. and they kind of needed me, but I, mm-hmm. I catered but, to that a lot. But I became, you know, in my mind, at least I became just the guy who pays the bills mm-hmm. and, you know, who helps, uh, with the kids when I get home. And it right. was like, we, we had lost our friendship. Yeah. We, we had just become, you know, uh, roommates for lack of a better terms. Yeah. Like we, you know, we had lost a lot of the affection and we, we got to the point when, and I think a lot of marriages do this, you know, when you're upset at the other person, Instead of you walking closer to them and them walking closer to you, you both turn around and walk further and further away from each other, thinking that if I get as far away from them as possible, they'll chase me down. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking to Amy about this on the way in here. Um, I think you or know, they'll some, see that I'm right, right, or, or, right. Or, 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 or they'll feel guilty, mm-hmm. yeah. or they'll whatever it is. You make it about you. You know, sometimes I think what we do with marriage is we we play. It's like a game of hide and seek, mm-hmm. but you're both hiding. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, have you ever played hide and seek before where like your friend or your family member like you gives you gives up or never looks for you right. and, and you're, you're like hiding. and you're hiding in a closet in a box right. under winter coats and you're dying of sweat and 2 hours later you come out and they're all playing video games? Right. Okay. Well, that's what our marriage was yeah. for about 18 months. Yeah. I was on autopilot hiding from her waiting for her to find me. Right. She was hiding from me waiting for me to find her. Right. And really what we both needed to be doing was seeking God. Yep. And finding That's each other. That's what I was going to say. It's really like marriages, man. I just tell people like, let's simplify things. Let's pursue the Lord. You know, it's, there's this perfect diagram, this perfect chart of what it's but like God here in the center, right? Mm-hmm. And it just branches out and then there's us. And so, I mean, I, I just, I, I think that so many people are hearing this and, and relating to this, that mm-hmm. there's probably wives and it's not always this, this way. Um, but, but if the wife is at home, maybe wondering, you know, what's, what's he out doing? I know he's working late, but, and then the husband's in this mindset of like, I'm working hard for this family. I don't feel appreciated. We do this study here at church called love and respect. And then Miss mm-hmm. Jackie's a, a big um, proponent of, of um, proponents. Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so she, she loves love and respect. And, and my wife has done it. It's just a great study that like when we both won't want, we both want both of those things, but I know that wives, they want to feel loved and not typically husbands want to feel respected. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how can we give each other both of these things? Okay, so, but fast forwarding, you've obviously um, had some healing in your marriages. What was like a turning point? Like where, yeah. Road to Redemption, where so were you? Mine, where do you feel like your marriage was Mine redeemed? was kind of similar to the previous story you were talking about. Like mm-hmm. I just decided to give up and I was like, okay, I can't fix him. I can't change him. So I got to change myself. I got to mm-hmm. start working. But that was the kind of turning point for me was I just was like, okay, I'm stressed enough. I was going to nursing school. Like I had all these like things I could list off that were causing my stress. I was like, okay, what's the solution? So I just started reading my Bible. I started watching like Joyce Myers videos, like old videos. I'm like, oh yeah. I had no idea. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, if she can get through this stuff, yeah. like I have no excuse. Yeah. Like, so I would go out, I would get up before everybody else did. I would go out on the back porch. They had, they lived on a lake, a uh, little lake thing and go out there, read my Bible, watch Joyce Meyer. And then I would go sit in my vehicle and listen to worship music for like an hour. Mm. And I was, I've never been felt more peace or like just that God was like, was becoming what I needed yeah. from Jake. Like right. I was like, Oh, right. I, I do feel loved. Like, right. and I, there's no one by me. Like I just, right. I felt peace in my spirit. So that mm-hmm. was kind of my turning point And I think helped. Yeah. And I, I think for me, the, the, there is an aha moment turning point, but at the same time, it doesn't fix, nothing fixes itself overnight. Mm-hmm. Like more cases than not, you just have to wake up every morning and choose it. Right. You have to wake up and decide. I had to wake up and decide when I didn't feel love in my heart for my wife, because that's another misconception is love is not a feeling. Love does perpetuate feelings in us, right? but love isn't a feeling just like faith isn't a feeling. Sure. We have to choose love when we don't feel it. That's when love is at its best mm-hmm. is when you don't feel it. You know what? I don't see you, God. Mm-hmm. I don't see uh, your plan at all, but you know what? I'm going to choose to continue loving you, worshiping you, and following you. Trust him. And eventually right. yeah. <laughs> you are able to see it. But I think that's what makes our marriage so great. And really any marriage so great is in the moments where you don't love each other mm-hmm. on, on the surface, when, mm-hmm. when you don't have the, the butterflies, mm-hmm. when you don't right. have the goosebumps, when right. you don't want to hold hands and skip. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, <laughs> there's that scripture in Psalm that says that the Lord is near the brokenhearted. And, and, I, and I think that it's never the case that God's not near, that God doesn't hear, but it's typically always that he's 
doing something, you know, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes the teacher is quiet or silent during the test, yeah. you know, and in, in, in school, otherwise that'd be really distracting <laughs> trying to take a test here. But, you know, and, and we don't always, you're right. We don't always see what's happening, but typically it could just be God wanting to build some endurance mm-hmm. or, or God wanting to, like I said, teach us something or, or God wanted to grow us in a way or humble us in a way. Not that we won't go through tough times again at some point, mm-hmm. but I, I know that because of what we went through, mm. I think the worst is is behind us and the best mm-hmm. is yet to come. And that's the cool thing when you get through that, and that's that endurance that I was talking about. Then it, then you can take on that, consider it pure joy when you face these trials. Because right. then you're like, oh, cool, we've been here. Yeah, We've mm-hmm. dealt with this. Right. Kid gets sick. Right. Uh, we've been here before. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and you walk through these things and it doesn't mean that these storms are hard, but you know, the, the, yeah. the song... You, you can right. praise him through the storm yeah. and, and, and just watch God do what he does. And so that's another big thing with marriage. And I know we're running out of time, but when, when you let go, when, especially as the husband, when you let go of the, of the, what is it called? The steering wheel. Yeah. But I don't know if this is a special thing in a ship, but when you let go of the steering wheel, one degree off over a week is a few miles mm-hmm. over a month is 50 miles over years mm-hmm. is hundreds and thousands of miles off from the course. So as a man, I have to continue to go, okay, you know what? Even though everything's going great right now, that doesn't mean I have to let go with a wheel. It That's doesn't right. mean I can't keep steering. I, I have to keep steering the ship in the direction that I know that God wants us. Good. Because if I don't, I could wake up one day and go, what happened to us? Babe? Yeah. Yeah. You know what happened? It's, yeah. it's, you know, so I that, hope I hope this is encouraging you guys if you're listening there and, and that, that that's so wise man it's just it's every day just saying all right we need to, we need to correct our course a little bit and and because we're human and we mess up and we say something that was wrong or or you know out of you know out of our flesh and you know and so and I want to say one last thing and then I'll, I'll, I'll I know we got to wrap up but you know just like an addict you know when they slip up a lot of the times you know you get your chip you got your five year chip and then when you have a slip up you give that back and you start back at zero. That is not how it works in the kingdom of God. It's good. You and it's not how it works in marriage. When you have a slip up, if you have a bad day, don't say to yourself, "Now we're back to square one." Yeah. Okay. Get back on. You you took a little detour off the road, mm-hmm. but you just got to get back on the road and keep moving forward right. exactly. because that's a big misconception. Is when you realize that you're not stuck back at square one, you still are thirty miles ahead of where that's you so started. Good, you just had a little detour. Get back mm-hmm. on the road and keep moving yeah. forward. Anybody out there that's maybe dealing with something in their marriage or struggling or, or they don't have someone to talk, get in a small group, get it, talk to somebody, go talk to your local pastor, get in a, you know, get around people that can help you. And especially if it's like somebody like the Wilders here that have walked through some things um, and, uh, you know, walked through things and learned a lot and, and seen what God has done in their marriage. And so every situation is going to be different, but I just know that um, we, we're stronger together because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so, um, yeah, thank you guys, man. Yeah, thanks for so having fun. Us. Absolutely. We'll, I love yeah. you, buddy. All right, man. <laughs> Bye, guys. You've been listening to Road to Redemption, sharing powerful life testimonies, giving hope to those on their own road to redemption. If you have any comments or questions, we would love to connect with you. You can reach out to us at destinyradio.live. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week on Road to Redemption. Road to Redemption.